I'm Joe Catalano with an AM Quincy News update for Friday, September 15th. City of Quincy battening down its coastline to be ready for any surprises from this weekend's major storm. Public Works began closing all of the floodgates to help protect neighborhoods from flooding at Quincy City Hall. Mayor Thomas Koch says the planning began earlier this week. The city is planning to activate its emergency operations center to help monitor the storm and address potential issues. The mayor says the low-lying areas away from the ocean will have some extra crews with pumps ready to go if needed. At Marina Bay, boat owners were hoping they were lucky enough for the storm to keep its distance. Not many were taking them out of the water. Quincy says if you decide not to remove your boat, you should take some time to secure it with some extra lines. Eversource serves as an energy supplier for many of the communities at high risk of impact from Lee, and the utility mobilized tree crews and outside contractors to assist in any storm recovery efforts. Higher wind gusts are much more likely to be seen in coastal communities, including the Cape, Plymouth, and Marshfield. Officials do think that some tree damage is likely, especially because of the recent heavy rains. And then the hurricane will be history, but officials say Eversource is also keeping an eye on the next system, which would be named Nigel. Town of Braintree, one of a handful of communities at risk of damage from Lee that are served by a municipal power supplier. The Braintree Electric Light Department has just 17,000 customers. The utility's main transmission line runs underground, offering protection from the elements and above-ground wires and poles they say have been well-maintained over the years. The Quincy Zoning Board of Appeals has approved a new recreational marijuana dispensary on Liberty Street in South Quincy. The board voted unanimously in favor of what will be called Pinnacle Cannabis, what is now an auto repair shop on Liberty Street near the BJ's gas station. The approval came after the dispensary arranged to have vehicles enter from Liberty Street and then exit onto Water Street. The dispensary says the change will make the traffic flow smoother. The board had requested the traffic study be done before taking a vote on the plan. Supporters say the dispensary will help clean up a blighted property. Some neighbors opposed the project, citing traffic concerns. There is also a recreational dispensary at the Four River Rotary and a medical marijuana dispensary on Rusciutti Drive in West Quincy. The Liberty Street dispensary still needs state approval. Citing four incidents over the past month where MBTA workers narrowly avoided being struck by trains, the Federal Transit Administration is again cracking down on the transit agency. A letter sent yesterday is the second time that the FTA ordered the T to take action to protect workers on the right-of-way. The first order came on April 18th following five previous near-miss incidents. As a result, the T developed and submitted work safety plans. The agency first proposal was rejected, and an updated plan was submitted on June 5th. FTA officials required the T to implement better monitoring of track access procedures and develop rules for right-of-way work safety. 
According to the latest FTA letter, the T has had two near-miss incidents along the red line and two along the green line over the past month. The federal agency also said the T failed to report the incidents as required by the State Department of Public Utilities. The letter threatens to suspend all work along the tracks, including maintenance and inspections, if the T fails to immediately take nine actions to protect workers, including an immediate requirement to notify the FTA of future near-miss incidents within two hours, prohibiting lone workers on the right-of-way, additional training for dispatchers and supervisors, and the development of a new plan for verifying communications between workers and dispatchers. T officials were also given four days to respond with a detailed explanation of why it was slow to report the recent incidents to the DPU. A majority of people who ride the T said they felt unsafe at least once while taking the transit system, according to a new survey from Mass Inc. Polling. The survey comes following the release of two safety reports last week, an internal investigation and an independent review. The investigations found that some of the people inspecting the tracks are inexperienced and unqualified. In another survey question, only 28% said the T provides good or excellent service on subways or trolleys in terms of where the things will improve. About 45% said they believe the T would be better 10 years from now. The Mass Inc. survey asked 1,000 people who live in 175 communities served by the MBTA. Quincy Counselor-at-Large Ann Mahoney has released a comprehensive policy agenda outlining her priorities and vision for Quincy ahead of the mayoral election this November. Her plan, she says, was informed by residents, stakeholders, and experts she's met during her time in public service. Covers a variety of key concerns for residents, including city finances and operations, development, housing affordability, climate infrastructure and resiliency, public safety, city infrastructure and transit, economic development, education, government accountability, and equity-focused initiatives for key populations. Mahoney has served as an at-large counselor since 2018. Before that, she served on the Quincy School Committee. Mahoney is a lifelong Quincy resident, former small business owner and marketing strategist, living in West Quincy with her husband. They have three children who all graduated from Quincy Public Schools. Lawyers for Karen Reed, the Canton woman charged with second-degree murder and the death of her police officer boyfriend in a case that's garnered national attention and controversy, are demanding access to evidence they say the Commonwealth has been holding back. Reed is accused of killing John O'Keefe on January 29, 2022, after a night out at a bar. Police said she ran him over with her SUV while dropping him off at a house party in Canton after they'd been arguing. Her attorneys have argued that someone else had to have killed O'Keefe, and they're alleging a cover-up. In a recent court filing, the defense requests access to and the ability to independently test evidence that's been in possession of the Commonwealth since January 2022, including samples taken from O'Keefe's clothing and person and pieces of taillight. 
Defense lawyers claim that Reed has been wrongfully denied access to evidence items over the duration of the case. Reed's team is also looking to get access to elements related to the law enforcement investigation, including photographs and handwritten notes related to the recovery of taillight pieces, as well as investigatory notes. There is expected to be a hearing in Reed's case today. Governor Mara Healey on Wednesday proposing using nearly $300 million in one-time funds to infuse the state's strained emergency assistance shelter system and close a tax revenue shortfall. Healy filed a more than $2 billion budget to close out the state's books on fiscal year 2023 and direct new spending into the shelter state of emergency. Her spending plan would pull $250 million from a state account known as the Transitional Escrow Fund and put it toward the escalating emergency shelter crisis, which in recent weeks has become a focal point as Massachusetts works to assist a record number of people in need. Healy said the money would allow the state to continue to provide services to families during fiscal year 2024, quote, as we work toward longer-term solutions, plus provide communities and school districts with needed support to enroll new arrivals. The state's currently housing more than 6,300 families in shelters, hotels, motels, and other sites. It's an increase of more than 60% from when Healy took office in January. Healy previously told federal officials that Massachusetts is spending more than $45 million a month on shelter services, a pace well above the $325 million appropriated for the system in the fiscal year 2024 budget. An administration official said $2.15 billion in the bill is designed to close the books on fiscal 23, and another $250 million will support the shelter system in fiscal 2024. The bill also calls for $200 million for a reserve fund, collective bargaining agreements with state employees, which the official said had already been budgeted in the new budget, but still needs to be appropriated. Well, a major shakeup was announced in the Boston Hospital community yesterday. Dana Farber is going to work with Beth Israel Deaconess Medical Center to build a new freestanding hospital specifically for adults with cancer. It will be the only hospital of its kind in the region, according to Dana-Farber. It'll mean the end of Dana-Farber's collaboration with Brigham and Women's Hospital. The two institutions have worked together for decades. Dana-Farber says there will be no changes for patients until the transition between partnerships is over, which will take years. The new hospital will be built near current outpatient buildings on Brookline Avenue. Today, the Kraft Family Blood Donor Center will be holding a blood drive at Coddington Hall on Coddington Street in Quincy Center. The blood drive is being sponsored by the City of Quincy and the Quincy Public Schools. It runs today from 9.30 to 4 p.m. Appointments are suggested by calling 617-376-3206 or emailing bloodonor at partners.org. Photo IDs will be required for all donors, and donors will receive a Kraft Family Blood Donor Center $10 Target gift card. One cancellation to report, the Wollaston Hill Neighborhood Association 
says their Saturdays in the Park concerts that were scheduled for tomorrow at Safford Park on Beale Street in Wollaston have been canceled due to the forecast of inclement weather. Check of business news this morning. Stocks rebounded. The Dow shot up 331 points. The Nasdaq rose 112, and the S&P added 37. Asian stocks also higher. The dollar was up. The euro rose. Oil at $90 a barrel. Sports, Red Sox and Yankees split the day-night doubleheader yesterday with the Red Sox taking game one, five to nothing, and losing last night. 8 to 5. They are in Toronto tonight at 7 o'clock for a series with the Blue Jays. And of course, Patriots and Miami at Gillette Sunday night at 8.20. The National Weather Service forecast. For today, partly cloudy, cloudy rather, and cool. High only 70 degrees. For tonight, chilly under cloudy skies, low of 52. Tomorrow, the impacts of Hurricane Lee with gusty winds and scattered showers. At a high of 73 degrees, storm quickly moves out by tomorrow night and low tomorrow night, 55. Sunday looks beautiful, sunny, high of 80. Maybe some showers Monday, high 77. For the boater today, waves 2 to 3 feet. The wind out of the north, 15 to 20, gusting to 25 knots. The high tide at 12.30 this afternoon. It'll be low at 6.30 this evening. Sunrise, 6.23, set at 6.54. I'm Joe Catalano with an AM Quincy News update for Friday, September 15th.